It's a Wednesday, it and it would seem as though we are back hey, for another what episode of It Would Seem As Though, starring me. And co-starring me. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Wow, I feel... I'm dissed. Besta. And I'm disrespected, mostly. <laughs> um, I'm Annika. And you have mostly come to the annoyed. podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing. Mostly nothing. Mostly nothing, but today we're going to talk about all kinds of nothing. We're I know. We're going to talk about all... The thing, because as you've learned, if you've listened to us at all, tangents are topics. Yeah, Hashtag. and our topic is Pride, because Portland Pride is this week, and uh, this coming Sunday, it'll be Portland, um, the parade and all of that, so we're talking about Pride, but, yeah. you know, we have a thousand other things to say. Sure. <laughs> per usual. We, of course we do, because, well, it's us, and we talk about yep. whatever the fuck we feel like. Exactly. You know. I know, right? Um, I would I would like to do a couple little shout-outs, because... Uh, this has nothing to do with Pride. Well, not queer Pride, anyway. Be proud, but girl. I saw on the TikTok the other mm-hmm. day some some white woman being pressed sure. because she was at the Walmart mm-hmm. in the party supplies and they have black unicorns. Oh my god! And by black, I mean as an African American, not they're actually the color black. But that would be cool too. But. She was all like, ugh, what is this? Well, what it is, is this black woman has started a company, Mm -hmm. and it's called Afro Unicorn. Okay. Which I love. And it is party supplies, but it's also, like, some apparel. There's shirts and different things with this super cute, Mm -hmm. lovely brown unicorn on it. Love it. it. But I love, and so, but Walmart is carrying them in their party supplies. Okay. And I'm like, well, go Walmart for having something cool I guess snaps for you, Walmart. Snaps for you. For you, Walmart. Um, For now, you know, black children can see themselves reflected in the party supply area. I love that. That's very exciting. Love that. So, kudos to you. Right. Um, But since it is Pride, I also wanted to give a little shout out to a company that is not only black owned, but queer owned. Okay. Which is um, jibjapbeauty.com, which I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Wait, where's my little jib? It's It's right here. Is it blue? It's right here in my little blue. Oh my god, I found it. I know. Every time we do this, you're using my blue I know. Lips. Well, um, but girl, I'm blue. I'll be it's G-Y-P-J-A-P-Beauty.com. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, mostly lip care stuff. Love it. But it's, you know, black-owned, mm-hmm. queer-owned. Love that. Mm-hmm. Small it's, startup company. It's Pride Month, girl. You should only be shopping small queer businesses. Well, if you remember last week, Strictly. we talked about, we talked about the, the map. What was it called? The Everywhere is Queer. Oh, Everywhere right. is Queer map. I still haven't looked at that. I, I have briefly, I've gone on the website, sure. and I looked at actually having my salon put on there, but that oh. might draw people to it, and I... Oh, yeah. 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 What do you think, I what mean, else do you think an advertisement is for, for people to be like, No, oh, but I don't want more people coming There it is. It. There's like, that oh, salon, wait. but you know what? Right. I, let's not go there. <laughs> I don't want new clients. No. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to start, you know, weaning off... The working and the clientele and the whatever, yeah. slowing down, boo, and boo, boo work, work. I know. work sucks. It does. Although luckily it? for me, I've been able to do something that I really like doing for the past thirty-three years. Lucky, because they started doing it minutes after you were born. I know, right? I know. Yeah, there are people that I still know that you went to beauty school with, who 
um, our, you know, our friend Janny. Shout out to Janny. Um, Yo, Janny. Right? But she still talks about when I was like a little, a little doodad running around the beauty salon. <laughs> a little baby. Just a, a little chubby baby. With my blonde curly mullet. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I'll, I just want to know what <laughs> kind of deal with the devil Janny has made to still look like she, she still looks I, like she looked when I met her. Honestly. I look at her and I go, you haven't aged a freaking day. Uh-huh, forever young. And I was in school. I she started I think in 1990. Okay, so still 32 years mm-hmm. ago, and and she's cool. she was not a brand new baby. No, <laughs> she was fresh out of high school. Yes, but um, yeah. What? How is time not marched across your face? I know it, at all. She's just like eternal youth. It's insane. I, I think she like maybe drinks the blood of virgins. Yeah, that's why sacrifices right. something in the Here's moonlight. I don't know. Go ahead and go find a virgin first, and no. then maybe sacrifice. Fair, her. you know what maybe I mean. Maybe it's more of the blood of goats or something. Maybe like, I don't know. Dances <laughs> naked under the stars. I don't know what. She I would does. hope so, to be honest. Well, it's Janie, so it might yeah, be. Yeah, maybe. I love that girl. Okay. I haven't seen her in a very long time. I actually, I think the last time I saw her, we ran into her at uh, uh, the mall. No, last no. time I saw her, we ran into her at La Coretta. We're oh, dinner interesting. And she was sitting behind with her family. How and cute. How very I'm cute. like, I know those people. Yeah. Those people. Anyway. And I realize all the people listening to me are like, who? who no what? one cares. Why are you talking about Bitch, random people? Bitch, shut up about random. Just Listen, because. maybe one day we'll talk about you, so. Perhaps not. Pro- more than likely Probably not. not. But Probably not. So, but one of the things Pride related that I did want to talk about was the gross uh, shit that happened at Coeur d'Alene Pride. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I really, people, I mean, mm-hmm. the police pulled over a... Uh, U-Haul? A U-Haul, yes. Yeah. With 33 <laughs> Nazis yeah. inside. Yes. I mean, it was like a clown car, but not funny. No funny to no. be had. Mm-mm. It was, you know, 33 pissed off white boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, to sidebar a little, I heard the best explanation as to why white men are so mad. Okay, tell me. Because over the years, white women men? have realized... That they just don't need men like they thought they needed them before. Yeah. So, so many women are like, no, I'm good. Right. I don't need your contract of marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to take care of me. I don't need you to be the boss of me. No. I, and so, fewer women are getting married or wanting to get married or yeah. wanting to even be in serious relationships. Yeah. There are a lot of women now are uh, just being more independent mm-hmm. and... That pisses white men. Well, and also and specifically white men. Sure, because you know they've run the world, or at least this part of the world, for how long? Forever. Yep. And think that they're like always. Oh, it's like, yep. We don't like change. Change. No. Well, and I think too the the socially collectively we're having a conversation about the patriarchy, about you know men being men and getting away with the bullshit they get away with. And there's time for accountability. Like, that's what the, the majority of the Me Too movement is. You know, I mean, granted, it was sure. about sexual assault. But who are the perpetrators? Nine times out of ten, they were men. You know what I mean? Yes. Predominantly white men. And so I do think that there is this cultural change where men are kind of, like, shaken in their heels. You know what I yeah. mean? Being like, girl, they caught on. We ain't shit. What do we do now? We don't know nothing. What do we do? What do we do when everyone Here's else turns thing. on I us? I think you're giving them too much credit for being aware that they ain't shit. Because I don't think that's... That will ever come through. I think what they're doing the is like... That's the reaction we're seeing, they're just spinning out of control. Yes. Because they're like, they think we're not shit and we're mm-hmm. everything. We're so we great. rule the world. Right. Well, and that's the whole thing about incels. Do you know what incels are? They're uh, involuntary celibate. So there's oh, like these wait, men... Invo- 
Doesn't that just mean you can't get any? Oh, right. But they act like women, it's because of feminism and women have rights and blah, blah, blah. Well, because you can't, like, own people and, I don't know, um, sex, uh, forcing sex onto people is also, I don't know, wrong, you know? Huh. But these men are just mad at women and mad at the world because they, because they don't get laid. <laughs> Essentially, they think that it's because of feminism and because of the liberals and because of, you know, whatever. Right, that's we- what it is. It's not because you're a total douche yeah. trash bag. Exactly, exactly. And it's always, and it's typically like some grungy computer troll who's lived under, you know, a rock most of his life who wants to get like a Victoria's Secret supermodel, you know what I mean? And then, yes. and then acts like, well, nice guys, like nice guys finish last. Well, you always want to date dicks. No, bitch. Like, let's be realistic, right? I'm all about love is love and people should love who they are and there is no, you know, league and whatever. But there is, bitch. You Do you know what I mean? There is a differentiation. Yeah. You Why don't you shoot for somebody that you could get? What's funny to me is these guys that you specifically are describing right now. Mm-hmm. The ones who really are not going to be the one first pick of anything. No. Because you look at them and you're like, have you even seen the sun in a hundred years? Right. Have you, you know, it's like... But they're these greasy, grimy little trolls who then look at Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret models. But they'll be the first ones who'll be like, well, she was hot, but she put on five pounds. Uh-huh. Now she's gross. Yeah. Excuse me. Mirror. Do you have yeah. a mirror? The King of Mountain Dew Valley. What the fuck are you talking right. about? And what's funny to me is these are the guys that who are often, you know, fat. Yeah. Or they're just yuck. Yeah. And I'm nothing wrong with being fat. I'm fat. Yeah, girl. And, the, and but the, I, mean, I would never be like, oh, you're gross because you're fat. Exactly. No it's, judgment. These men can do and be and act whatever. But here's the thing. Don't act like the reason you're not getting somebody who is, you know, conventionally or aesthetically pleasing or, you know, like a Victoria's Secret model or some, you know, hot babe, whatever. You're not getting them because, not because they're a bitch or, you know what I mean? They always want to yeah. date douchebags. It's because what the fuck do you have to offer? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Let's look at that for a minute. All mm. you have is your AK-47, which yeah. you're planning on shooting up a school because, uh-huh. because you can't get yes. you know, somebody to fuck And your Amazon Prime subscription to your 24-pack of Mountain Dew every four days, bitch. We know what you got. And it's nothing appealing. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. And you're probably living in your mother's basement. And Let's like, be fair. I'm all about intergenerational living, bitch. Do it. But don't. Don't. Just like... You, but you're the worst. You're the ones who, again, with your Cheeto-stained fingers are the ones who are all you're a fat, stupid, ugly whore. Like, whatever. And I'm like, that's... But did you mean to sound like Cher when you said that? I, usually. Oh. Usually my angry voice is Cher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, just ask it. Uh, yeah. But I, I love the descriptive of the Cheeto-stained <laughs> fingers. So they have an orange Am I keyboard. Wrong? Am I wrong? No. 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 You, there, you, is no there is no flaw in your You theories. can imagine it. It's no. upsetting. But these are the guys I picture who were in that U-Haul. Mm-hmm. On their way to Coeur d'Alene Pride with their riot gear and their gas yep. bombs and their whatnot because they were going to go cause some trouble. And yep. they went specifically looking for a fight. Yeah. And baby, this is like what we... What Do we, you want to piss off a bunch of... That's what I said. Boys. I said, oh. um, Pride hasn't... There hasn't been a physical Pride in what, two years? You're going to piss off all the queers who are going to Pride for the first time? And let's not forget, this is part of my topic later, but Pride wasn't... In the beginning, Pride wasn't a celebration. No. Pride was a riot, bitch. Pride was a revolution. Yeah. Pride was like, you fight back. Right. Pride wasn't about like standing and, and dancing half naked. And don't think bitches still don't have bricks to throw. I'm... I'm sorry, they're queer people. Of course they do. They're marginalized queer people. They'll knock you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, leading, going from, you know, Idaho idiots who get caught in a U-Haul 
Um, I wish I would just close the U-Haul and locked it. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Because where's that ventilation, girl? <laughs> there might not be. <laughs> just much. put a big hard lock with no. Oh, mm-hmm. don't know what the key is. Whoopsies. Um, okay, but I left it the cornfield. Exactly. So remember the January sixth. Um, yes. Insurrection. So many of those freaks who were caught were um, charged with sedition. Okay, and there's here's a complicated um, relationship because. What is sedition? Okay. And people are like, oh, well, it's treason. It's not. And it's nuanced. So it's like sedition is like talking about and employing others to go and overthrow your government. Treason is the actual act of doing. So I don't know how they weren't convicted of treason, but it's because in in, in the United States history, there's like 13 people, 15 people ever who have been convicted of treason. Really? Yes. And even less than that have been um, executed. Um, Honestly, there's not many. There's like people... uh, What's his name? What's his name? Sorry, looking, I'm looking. Oh, John Brown. He was an abolitionist. He, um, what year was it? 1859, tried to have a slave insurrection and he was tried for treason and murdered. People who helped him tried for treason and murdered. But that's it. And then there's somebody... There's like a famous couple... um, the Rosenbaums? Mm-hmm. The Rosenbergs, I'm sorry. Rosenberg. Uh, Julius and Ethel. And everyone thinks that they were tried for treason, but they weren't. Because they were um, an American couple that were... They were allegedly spying yes. for the Soviet Union. But alleged, girl. I don't know. Um, but they were tried for... Es- or they were convicted of espionage. And they were um, sentenced to death through espionage. So really, treason isn't used very often. So these freaks who tried to overthrow the government um, were found guilty of sedition. Which is just, again, a nuanced thing. But it's still, um, you go to prison for, like, uh, 25 years. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the sentence often, is you go to prison for a very long time. Which, is that any better, sending someone to prison? Like, I don't even know anymore. But No, I don't think it's enough punishment. I don't think so either, but I'm going to say, at least there's, like, some sort of accountability. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like, there needs to be more, but, like, well, at the least the big question, though, is, because I keep seeing the things that come out, was, like, well, we've now... Learned all this new stuff, and this new stuff, and this new stuff. Mm-hmm. And in each batch of new stuff they learn, there is something that specifically goes back to Trump. Right. That puts him right in the middle of the mess. Uh, him inciting the riot. Him in the middle of the oh. riot. It's going, well, maybe my people, maybe my followers were right in what they were saying about that they should uh, hang Pence. You know, he's saying, yeah, well, they have the right idea. Oh, do they? And all of this stuff has come out, all of his texts, and still people are like, you know, fake news, or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. when is that guy? And because no. that guy really Tefloned on. I just, you know, it's like nothing sticks to that piece of shit. You know, if everything is fake news, at some point, what do you believe? You only believe conspiracies. So what I think is You believe the QAnon crap. Right, which is all conspiracy nonsense, right? And so we're, what it feels like to me is because how do you get back from that point? How do people who claim everything is not real or fake or whatever, like the pandemic, you know, racism, whatever, how do you, how do you bring them back to reality? How do you, how do you steer people, you know what I mean? Into seeing something when they are so adamant it doesn't exist, right? That's a good question because I remember during the, the, when he was trying to get Mm reelected, I remember reading this article saying, that no matter what you do, no matter how you could show someone the facts, you could show them a video yep. of Trump doing something, they're not going to be like, oh my God, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. They're going to dig in deeper because it's like, now they are 
They know that what they did was foolish. Yep. And so they have no way of getting out of it without mm-hmm. looking like an asshole. And that's the thing. They don't want to look stupid. Right. And it's yep. like, you know, everyone around you knows you're stupid. Yeah. And right? it's just a matter of you going, oh my God, I was so stupid. I need to change my way. You know, and that's it. People being too proud. Whereas I have lived my life with the, oh God, yes, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. I sure was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. Now I do love more than anything when people say to me, you, yeah, were right. you were right, and I was. Wait, wrong. you I love, love that? that. I love oh that. my god! I don't think I, anyone listening to this who knows you knew that about you. But I am just as likely to say it. Yeah, because if I am wrong, I will be the. Oh my gosh! Yes, I sure was wrong. Yeah, but these people, I think, don't know how to just be no. like, you know, humble or whatever you want to call it, just to be go. Well, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's scary because it's now like a collective mindset. You know what I mean? There's like a huge population of people who have that same mindset where everything is fake news and they don't, they only want to argue and not, it's not listening. It's just waiting to argue, yeah. you know? And that's like, that's scary. I, I do put it in, I think about it in terms of myself. Like what is, what is something that somebody was like, I need you to believe it. Cause it's true. If someone came to me and was like, Christianity, I need you to believe this thing. Right. I can't believe in something I don't believe in. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, it's, I can't force myself to believe in, you know, the Christian God and, you know, Jesus as the Savior and all. I can't do it because I just don't believe it. So I just think that, like, obviously that's a, a religious perspective, but I think these people who don't have any basis in fact or knowledge or reality have just spun out of control. You know what I mean? You can't feed your yeah. brain strictly conspiracy theory and hate and nonsense and expect it to form into some healthy no. living. Do you know no, what I mean? Exactly. And so the scariest part to me is like what everything that's happening in the world, but there's a huge population that support the bullshit that, you yeah. know, the laws and regulations that are being put forward. Like there are people who think that's good. That's good news, you know? And, um, the rest of the population will. Well, and what you're getting mostly from specifically the Republicans is smoke screens. Oh, yeah. It's like, yes, these horrible things are happening, but let's focus on queer people because they're bad. Remember, they're still bad. Let's get some regulations on them. And no, you don't need, just don't even think about those pesky little guns over here that are murdering your children. Uh-huh. Get back to, see that guy over there? Mm-hmm. He's a drag queen. So he's automatically evil. So you need to focus on him and your hate. Let's get that hate channeled here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it feels so much like kind of, and I don't mean this to be all, you know, dramatic, but it feels an awful lot like Germany, you know, when, when the, with the rise of Nazi, it was that whole, let's find scapegoats. Well, and I don't mean it feels like the Holocaust, the Holocaust. I mean, it feels like that political Mm -hmm. climate leading up to it. Yeah. Where it was like, we're in a really shit time. We need need a scapegoat. scapegoat. You have to blame somebody. We have Mm -hmm. to blame somebody. And if we can find that somebody to blame, you can all be mad at them. Don't you worry about what's happening. Don't you worry your pretty little head about anything else. But these people over here, Remember the queers? They're still bad. Yep. It's pushing the responsibility of these huge, like, social issues onto the people. Yeah. Opposed to, like, these institutions or organizations being like, whoa, we've made these laws and we've created these agendas and we've, you know, people have been elected into power who've furthered our vision, but let's, like, you do better. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same, like, think of pollution think of pollution now you know there's a whole push for people to do better individually and yes we should be more sustainable as people but like three quarters of the pollution that goes out into the world is big business is industrial yeah exactly and so we're gonna act like 
you not using a plastic straw anymore is going to save the world when in, in reality, if half, if all of these corporations Listen. just changed their policies. Listen, I'm still a little salty about that. When you told me <laughs> I was destroying the ocean <laughs> because I used a plastic straw. And on that note, we're going to take a break. Salty. Ocean ruiner. Salty. Because you're an ocean ruiner. <laughs> We are back, and I'm not an ocean ruiner. <laughs> well, I mean, if last time the, the turtles called, they said that bitch <laughs> oh ruined my life. <laughs> little turtle gets up mm-hmm. on shore Beep, with boop, little boop. soda can rings mm-hmm. around his, and that's middle, your like a, like a corseted dog, yep. and it's like Vesta did it uh-huh. with its last gasp. Yeah, yep. dead. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Look Although, what you did. The ecology of I want the United States know, you have ruined. I rarely ever buy soda with the little rings on them yeah. because the stupid. It's they're sure. more expensive. But when I happen to get them that way, mm-hmm. like when something's been substituted in my grocery sure. order, the first thing that I do, and, now, and the kids too, they're like, oh, we got to cut them into little tiny pieces because we don't want yep. you know anything getting caught up in yep. them. Like, That's exactly right. Yeah. That's so, so cute. That trying has persisted. not to ruin the yeah. ocean. I love that's persisted. Girl, listen. I know I talk about this like every week for the past like month, but I can't help it. The fact that just like learning. Here's the thing. When you learn too much, sometimes everything seems futile. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I yeah. said this to my partner yesterday. I was like, and I got upset because this class I'm taking again is about development and how it's like ruined the planet and how, you know, people are entrenched in, in, in poverty and people are dying at mass rates in the earth or whatever. And just like how to reverse it and how to stop it. But it's just like so fucking upsetting. Do you know what I mean? And people don't, it makes me think of when global warming was talked about initially and yeah. everyone said it, it was like, Oh, in theory, in theory, this is a theory, right? Like if in the future, we'll have to worry about it, but right now we're fine. But that wasn't the case, right? It wasn't a theory. Right. We should have been fucking concerned right. about it. Right. Um, and we weren't. And so now, global warming today isn't a concern. It's not a worry because it's our goddamn reality. And people still want to act like we don't need to change our ways. But I'm one sorry. of the things that was really interesting to me, and this was several years ago, there was uh, it was a heat wave in New York mm-hmm. that caused a blackout. Right. Okay. I oh, mean, this was several years ago. God. But it was a blackout that lasted. I want to say it was like a week. And if you can horrendous. even imagine that, horrendous. No. And people died, of course, because it was so hot mm-hmm. and whatever. But in that time that there was a blackout, there was a measurable difference in the ozone layer. Yes. A measure in a week. Yep. Yep. One week. Yep. And there was a measurable difference in the ozone when there was no power being used in the city of New York. Right. And I'm like, if that does not convince you, no. of course, because you can't see it. Mm-hmm. But these are the same people that people say, well, I can't see it, so I don't believe it's true. That's so fucking but stupid. How do you believe in God? You can't see God. Exactly. I don't get that. I don't get that. Um, do you know what's interesting? I, again, I was talking about this with my partner, and we remember there was a hole in the ozone layer, and collectively, like internationally, people worked to you know they yes. stopped using like chlorofluorocarbons. I learned that in like middle school and thought that was the greatest word ever so I still know it today. But they stopped using like CFCs in like aerosol sprays to help like close the ozone layer or whatever. And we did it. We closed that fucking, that huge hole that was gaping in the ozone layer. We closed it, right? But now people still don't understand that like that doesn't fix the world, right? And the fact that you think that climate change is not happening is devastating to me. There are places 
that are already hot that are just going to become inhabitable. But that's where people live. Like, that's their livelihood. Yes. And so, I don't know, it gets to a point for me where I spin down a rabbit hole and I get really upset about it because I'm like, well, what do we do? But that's, we can't make it feel futile, right? We have to, that's the thing, is we have to do something. Vote, obviously, but like, I don't know. I I don't know what to do. I don't have the answers, you guys. I'm just upset, okay? So, if you could figure it out. One of the things that I learned, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this, because I only know about this place on Earth because of you, is the Salton Sea. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who don't know, it's in California. It is uh, east of Palm Springs? No, it's like 50 miles south of Palm Springs. South of Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, at one point, a dam was built, mm-hmm. or the dam was actually taken down. They channeled water. Water came mm-hmm. down, created this beautiful resort area called the Sultan Sea, mm-hmm. which was the super cool resort area for a while. In like the 50s, Marilyn Monroe used to go. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's and 60s, lots so of pictures cool. of you see people with their mm-hmm. boats and their skis and their It was watch, beautiful, yeah. And it's lovely. It is now a desolate wasteland. Yes. And nothing can live in the water. Nope. Because of all of the runoff from the farms, mm-hmm. and because they've they built the dam back up, mm-hmm. and all the water that gets into the Salton Sea now is runoff from yeah. farms, and so it's full of chemicals. Yeah, and so nothing lives in that fish. Everything else dead, dead, and anything that gets in there dies. Dead. Yeah. Well, so here's the most terrifying part. Because all that feeds that is runoff, mm-hmm. it will eventually dry out, mm-hmm. and. I watched this scientist talk about that and he said, what will happen, not what could happen, Mm -hmm. what will happen is when that's completely dry, that all of that toxic poison shit at the bottom of the lake will also dry out and then become airborne. Yep. And he said it can wipe out cities within a hundred miles of it. Okay. Okay. I have a couple things to say. First, I have been to the Salton Sea. Not only have I been there, I've stayed in a town that's on the Salton Sea Um, it is, the apocalypse has happened. It is desolate. Um, the place I stayed was called Bombay Beach. It was just like this little, it reminds me of like a trailer park, but bigger, right? It's not super big. It's literally the fucking desert and there's the ocean, right? Or the ocean. There's a little, a little lake, man-made lake. It's pretty big though. Um, but back in the day it used to be booming, but you're walking around this town and it's like 112 degrees during the day. Um, and there's flyers up from like years ago, decades ago. Like there are, there's a church and there's the sign on the church for like come to Easter or whatever is again from like four years ago. You don't know if half these houses are abandoned or who lives in them. Right. It was really, really weird and really sketchy. But there's a levee that they built, obviously, because it used to be higher. Uh, the lake used to be higher. But there's old, old like, um, trailers like you know back in the day 1950s like streamlined kind of trailers that are all like worn out and burned through and shit because it's a disgusting place to live but as you walk up to the water everything smells it just smells like death it smells like garbage everywhere and you look at the ground you think oh it's like seashells no it's all dead fish bones and like seagull bones and shit like that because it's all just died there um it is sketchy and weird and gross. Um, and I, and it's sad because people still live there and people, you know, children live there and families can't but get there's out. not very many people that live there, right? No, but again, the lake isn't tiny and people, there's different towns all around it. Oh, okay. The issue is like, it's close to this place called Nyland and between Bombay Beach and Nyland is Border Patrol and it's really sketchy. Um, I don't enjoy being near it. It was just like an uncomfortable place to be. You know what I mean? Everyone felt very suspicious of everyone who was an outsider. For sure. Right? Um, and now that's why would you be going there? Right. Exactly. 
So, and then the other thing you said about the evaporating water and then the chemicals are evaporated. There is this interesting thing that happens where when the earth gets too warm, then like the carbon or whatever at the bottom goes to the top. It finally reaches the top of water and breaks. And when that gas breaks, it does wipe out anything around it. And it depends on, of course, like how big it is and how many chemicals or whatever um, and how toxic it is. But there are places in Africa where it's happened or up in like mountain ranges where all these like toxins have been at the bottom. There's like a little shift in the earth. So they come to the top and wipe out villages near it. Everyone, all animals, everything just dies around it. Of course, not vegetation necessarily, but anything that uses oxygen to breathe will die. And that's horrifying to think of. So there's a huge, I mean, I know, thank God it's as far away as it is, but Jesus, who knows? Palm Springs may all be dead. Right. You know? Well, and that's one of the things that the, the scientist talked about. He said, because if it gets to the point, not if... When it gets mm-hmm. to the point where it is completely dried out, because mm-hmm. there will be nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they can go in, you know, and like try to dig up all the stuff and do. No, that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about taking care of the mess that is the Salton Sea for decades. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. And like you said, it is the biggest animal graveyard yeah. ever yeah. because it is all just bones because. One of the other things he talks about is similar to what you were just saying, is that shit just bubbles up. And yeah. when it bubbles up, it kills anything on the surface. Yep. Yeah, people have died near near the sh- like the shoreline um, when gas, like, gas comes out, you know, again, because if there's so much toxin underneath it and the earth just needs a little movement. And once yeah. it comes up, if something's close enough, it can kill it. But people have died around it because it is so fucking toxic. Yeah. Um, but, but people also go in it because they there is this group of people who believe that it has healing properties. Which is in fucking... And so they get in this water that smells like sulfur and death. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um... No, no oh, God, I'm going to die. No, no. There was an old man, though, who wouldn't look me in the eye when I was in Bombay Beach. He wouldn't talk to me. He only talked to my boyfriend at the time, which I was like, I'll call your fucking eyes out of your head. Um, but he said how much he hated it and how... It wasn't anything anymore except a desolate, disgusting, toxic waste. And he said that they should fill it in with concrete. <laughs> and well, I was he's probably like, not wrong. You know, that's probably the only thing that's going to keep those chemicals from going airborne. <laughs> I mean, it would be billions and billions of, you know, pounds of concrete. But whatever. Yeah, but you know what? Get on but it, But isn't Bob. that also the place where the guy lives in his van who built the big shrine and... Oh, yeah. Um, um, Salvation Mountain. Salvation Mountain is a crazy fucking thing. It's made of, like, plaster and, like mud and adobe hay. adobe yeah. essentially right yeah, this yeah. old man lettered knight i think is his name was he made it and it it's all it says jesus loves you and god is you know whatever there's crosses there's like biblical references but it's technicolored it's fucking cool look up salvation mountain he died unfortunately um but it was it's crazy crazy cool wasn't he still alive when you were there yeah he was yeah. about one hundred fifty thousand years old oh. and he was like skeletal he was a sweet sweet old man um but it was like his life's work. He just wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, and granted, again, I'm not like a big Christian, but uh, he was all he wanted to get the message out, and it's beautiful. Like I thought it was great. Um, there's also another interesting national park there called Slab Slab City S L A B because it's nothing but like slabs of concrete that people have made permanent residence on. So hmm. like campers and trailers and yeah whatever. And so now it's technically a campground, so they just paid a camping fee. But people have lived there for. Ever. For decades, people huh. have lived in Slab City. It's, like, unregulated. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing... I, interesting. It's pretty much being, like, nomadic. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I know that when I looked at the pictures of... That you took 
mm-hmm. of different places in Salton Sea around that area. Yeah. It reminded me an awful lot of looking at the pictures of Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. like, just people have walked away from their homes. Yep. And now their homes are... Because then people come in and loot and do all the things. But it's like... Why do you want to steal from places where it's toxic? Yeah. And you're just stealing toxic shit. No thanks. Agreed. Yeah. And I realize we've gotten so very far off topic. But again, Look, hashtag... How are we proud of the earth if it's dying? Our topics. You know well, what I mean? Exactly. But it is kind of the thing is, you know, everything is dying and we are, we are not doing enough to do anything not about it. Not even a little bit. Right. right. And I'm not even sure what led us down that particular road. Uh, who knows? But who cares? Who cares? You're who welcome. Cares? You know what? I was going to say this. Um, I don't know if we need to take a break. I don't care. I'm going to say this anyway. Um, I thought, I think that it's cute. Um, our little podcast, our little passion project, that it's become like very intersectional in our lives, right? So like we listen to it, obviously. Our, our families listen to it. But also like our friends listen to it. Heather Rachel listens to it. My Hi, Heather Rachel. Hi, Heather Rachel. Um, my mother-in-law, hi, Mama D, we love you. She listens to it, and, like, obviously... All the way up there in Montana? All the way up there. Um, and obviously our thousands of other listeners, right? Yeah. But, like, we're all a part of this conversation now. Um, and, like, even though I know it's dumb and silly at times, I still think that, uh, we talk about some real shit. You know what I mean? Um, Well, and I told you that one of my people the other day was just saying, uh, how... But she she was just astounded by your your knowledge of mythology and how yeah. it was just like right there. The, you weren't obviously looking it up because something would come yeah. up like oh blah 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 blah, blah sure. and talk about people sure. by name and by yeah. and here's this story and whatever. Yeah. And uh, that was my friend Rose. Hey Rose. Hey Rose. Thanks Shout for out to Rose too. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just I I people at T's work listen. Yeah. And you know. Right. I and, love that. And so I just think like me, my hope is that maybe you'll learn I don't know like something. Uh, maybe me? you'll just spread some. You're hoping I'll you. learn something. Maybe one of our. Are you calling me stupid? <laughs> yeah. Well, girl. Um, God, uh, and if not, like at least you're laughing. Right? Yeah. Um, that is true because I have also heard that that you know. There's some good laughs to be had. Yeah, just a few. Um, I know. I chuckle when I listen to it. Yeah, right? Even though I was here for the whole thing, right. so I'll listen to it back and okay. go, okay, we're funny. Uh, That's right. pretty funny. And then, you know, this little passion project that we started for funsies is actually kind of like special and it's reached a lot of people and I think it's fun, you know? Um, it's because we have tens of listeners. I know. So thank you so much for listening to us while we yell at each other. <laughs> and, and you know, I will say this again at the end, but if you are listening to us, please uh, tell your friends about us. Yeah. And share mm-hmm. and like and subscribe and sure. do all the things. and All those things. All those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what yeah, next? No, I will. The, one of the other things. What's on your mind, girl? Tell me. What isn't on my mind? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking... Well, because our big topic today... Was pride. Was pride. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to talk about uh, the legend that Ooh. is the beginning of the whole thing. Because... Okay. There are still a few people around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who were there for the very first uh, riot at yes. Stonewall, of course. Right. You know, but everyone... It kind of reminds me of Woodstock. Okay. You know how people will be like, oh yeah, I was at Woodstock. Yeah. Were you? Yep. Because Woodstock was attended by whatever that number was. It was a big number. Yeah, it was huge. But if, it, if you said everybody who actually says they were there was there, mm, it would be like yeah. triple. Whatever yeah, right. Exactly. But the legend that I like the most, and I'm going to go with this because, and I know I am saying it's a legend, which means it may or may not be true. Yeah. Uh, 
the day before Woodstock, Woodstock, no, I'm saying Woodstock, no, not Woodstock. Yeah. The day before uh, the riot at Stonewall happened was the day that Judy Garland died. Oh my God, okay. And... Why would you say such an ugly thing? <laughs> well, because many people now have said that was the catalyst. Mm. That there was all these sad queens yeah. in this bar being, you know, commiserating about yeah. the death of their icon, yeah. Miss Judy Garland. Who, by the way, loved the queers. Sure, yeah. And uh, when the police came in to raid the place, they were all like, oh no, we have fucking had enough. Mm -hmm. Here's the part, though, that I love the most, is when all these sad queens were sitting at the bar crying in their pink martinis or whatever Mm -hmm. the hell they were drinking, whatever you drink, I don't know what sad queers drink. (laughs) Right, sad queer Uh, things. uh, It was dykes. Mm -hmm. And it was trans women. Yep. Who got, went out and said, oh, hell no. All done. Get the fuck out of our bar. Yep. And threw the first bricks. Agreed. I mean, there was rocks and bricks and things thrown and cop cars set on fire and all kinds of things. Nobody lost their life. Nope. Which is amazing. Yes. But. But. It was not the cis white men sitting in the beer crying, in the beer, in the bar (laughs) crying in their beer. Right. It was not them. No. It was the women. And it was specifically... Lesbians mm-hmm. and trans women yep. who started the whole thing. And people often will say that, you know, Marsha P. Johnson threw yeah. the first brick. Whether it was the first brick or the sixth brick, she was there at Stonewall and she threw a brick at a cop. Hell fucking yeah. And so, and go Marsha P. Yeah. You and know. the worst part to me, and this is something we need to identify because it is Pride Month, is that there's this hor- the horrible thing is that trans women um, of color. And um, lesbian women, a lot of people of color fought for this, right? And then yes. it morphed into, like, the gay liberation movement, right? Was that yeah. gay? Yeah. yeah. And so then all these white queers, all these white gay and lesbians left people of color, left um, trans people behind. Granted, it was more integrated, but they did leave a huge population of people people behind the ones who had been on the front lines fighting for you yes and one thing i wanted to say was that of course there were more uprisings stonewall is the most famous and that's what we credit as being the birth of pride right but i was learning some things when we were talking about doing this and so in may of 1959 so about 10 years because when was pride 1969 68 uh 69 69 okay so 10 years prior queer individuals um who are fed up with being you know, the poor discrimination mistreated that, or, oh my God, discrimination mistreatment that they were faced in Los Angeles, um, they fought back again at Cooper Donuts <laughs> in Los oh, Angeles. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was a group, uh, it was led by several trans women, again, who threw coffee, donuts, paper plates at the cops, um, and they were forced eventually to, like, return, like, you know, whatever it's called, <laughs> come back, <laughs> you know, run away, uh, retreat words. There we are. They had a retreat, but they words came back. hard. Girl, okay. But they came back with a larger group of queers and fought back. So I thought that was really interesting. It's, but it seemed, it would seem as though there's a lot of trans people right. fighting for the rights. Well, there's also the one in San Francisco, uh, which was a cafe, okay. which was, um, Frequented by a lot of sex workers okay. who oh, right. were mostly trans. Right. And Which is still one night, okay. the police came in to, and were raiding the joint because of all these freaks were there. Sure. You know, and they're like, well, we can't have that. And the actually owner of the co- of the cafe or coffee shop or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, 
called the police okay. because there were too many of the trans women there. Yeah. And they didn't like it. And instead of the police coming in going, you know, get out, sure. you all have to leave, you're all going to be arrested, the women were like, nope, we're not. Mm-mm. We are not going to be arrested. You no. are not going to fuck with us again. Yeah. And they all, probably most of them got arrested. Yeah. Um, but it also was like, there was so much pushback that, um, I think it was called Compton's. Okay. Uh, where the police were finally realizing Oh, this isn't going to work. We can't just keep pushing this group of people, you know. And yeah. that that coffee shop is no longer there. Right. But it had it had. There's a I believe uh, there's a, there's a marker there that okay. shows where it is. But San Francisco, <clears throat> yeah, know? girl. And so when I watched uh, the newer tales of the city, the one with the last one with uh, Bob the drag queen is in it, and several other people. Uh, Elliot Page, mm-hmm. uh, Fortune Themester. Different. I mean, anyway, that was one of the things they talked about was that particular, that particular uprising. So yeah, there was many uprisings. Yeah, and then the year after uh, Stonewall, that was kind of a big thing too. But we're gonna have to wait just a second. I don't want to. We have to. <laughs> So the year after Stonewall, the people who had been involved and a bunch of other people who had become involved mm-hmm. in the year prior, a year following, all were like, we're going to do a big march. Mm-hmm. And march, I think they were marching from Stonewall to Christopher Street. And I don't know how far that is. Okay. Uh, but I do know that it was started out being a little group of queer people. Mostly men, some lesbians, okay, mostly white, <laughs> but they were going to make this walk from here to there and just as a political statement. But as they proceeded on the walk, more and more people joined. And so this group that was a few hundred at the end was several thousand. Dang. And when they got to the park at Christopher Street where they were going to have this rally, yeah. Uh, they were all making speeches and stuff. And this is where the very famous moment where Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera got up to speak and were booed. Booed. Because the white people were like, um, no. we don't want you representing us because no. you don't look like us. You are, you know, weird trans people. Yeah. And we're just like normal gay people. And it's like, when will they folks realize it's like, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. We're on the right? same cruise ship. Yep. And... You know, just because they are not on the same, <laughs> they're not on the Lido deck with you, does not mean that we're not all fighting the same fight. Right, exactly. You know? And so, I was just watching a thing the other day, an interview with Sylvia Rivera, who has passed since, you know, the, um, some time ago. But she was one of the people who fought from the beginning for queer rights. Yep. And continued to do so up until her death. She was uh, often houseless. Yeah. And so, but she was still there working with that community. But she was always working with the queer community, the trans community, the homeless community, all of these people doing activism up until the day she died. Yeah. And so she should be really celebrated. And I know a lot now, a lot more people know who she is or who she was. Same with Marsha. I mean, Marsha P. Johnson, uh, 
I think for years nobody knew who she was, like globally. Mm-hmm. I mean, they knew who she was within pockets of the queer community, but she wasn't talked about no. like she is now. Mm-mm. And I just saw a thing the other day with, uh, it was a picture of women and their different weapons of choice. And the last woman was Marsha and her brick. Hey. And that was all. Yes, Snaps ma'am. for you, girl. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so people, they made a movie just a few years ago. I think it was called Stonewall. And it made it out that the savior of the queer community who started the whole thing was a cis white man. Burn it down. And I was like, what? Burn it down. How could you make this queer film so tone deaf? hate it. You know, it's like, yeah, what are you, what I are do. you doing? The world pisses me off a lot. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention, because we talked about this, was that, obviously, on our podcast, we would, we would, you know, condone the idea that being queer is normal and natural. And it has yeah. happened forever throughout nature, throughout history, throughout human history. And so I did a little bit of looking, looking into different little pockets throughout history of... Because Google is your friend. Google. And it's free. Hey, Google. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to just, you know, little snippets of some information about queer people throughout history, right? So in ancient Mesopotamia, which is like Iraq, right? Which is like the cradle of civilization. Yes. There was a goddess, Anana, and she was the goddess of like warfare and sexual desire. Um, but she was a badass. She also is all, is often connected to like a Persephone who like goes to the depths of hell for six months of the year. Right. Okay. Um, but her, she, there was a, there was a clergy for her and they were all trans people, which I think is brilliant. And this is ancient Mesopotamia. So this is like thousands of years BC, right? So girl, they were like, uh huh. You had to be either a lesbian or a trans person to be part of her temple, which is really interesting. Um, also, we, we, I know a lot about this, and we talk about it often, is the majority of Native American tribes, um, indigenous tribes in general, I don't want to just say Native American, but I'll focus on that, but indigenous tribes in general had what is now considered like two-spirit, yes. but every tribe had a different word, right? Some tribes had, you know, five genders, some tribes had, you know, multiple, whatever. Um, but two-spirit was just... Um, if someone felt as if they identified with both sexes, multiple genders, non-Western ideals of gender and sexuality, right? But two-spirit people also were medicine people. They were the healers. They were the keepers of knowledge and culture. You know, they were revered. They were, they were, yeah, I was say they were revered. Revered. In their, in their tribes. And, uh, you know, in general, all of these people I'm talking about were revered. I'm sorry, you don't get to be a clergy member in ancient times without being revered, you know? Um, there was also a duke in ancient China, so like... 500 BC, who he had a lover. His, his lover's name was Mizi Zia, and he was a just a beautiful man. And this the um, the the Duke needed something, and so his lover stole the Duke's chariot to bring it to him. And normally that would be you know you'd be murdered for taking that without permission or whatever. And um, oh no, I'm sorry. He had to go help his mother. His mother was dying, so his lover took it to go help his mother. And the duke would have killed him, but he was like, "That's so commendable. I love that so much." And there is a um, a legend, a story of like the love of the half-eaten peach or the bitten peach, which is to be known as a queer love story mm. because this man gave his like he was hungry, but gave most of his peach to his lover, gave it to the emperor, the duke. So he could also eat the peach, too. So he would also not die of hunger. Wow. So basically, yeah. So it's like to show, oh my god, we loved each other. 
Um, there's also the Sacred Band of Thebes, which is an ancient Greek um, warrior band, where it was 150 couples, so 300 men, who would go out and fight together. They fought better when they fought with their lovers. Um, and then, you know, it was it was not only then, you know, taking making sure they were uh, crazy on the battlefield and fighting on the battlefield, but also took care of them at camp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, everyone took care of each other. It was very cute. Very that. Um, there was a gay king of Egypt. His name was Pepe II, which I think is precious. It was the old kingdom, so it was, like, 2200 BC. Like, this is thousands of years ago, you know? So um, what I hear you saying is the queers are everywhere, girl. Yeah, right? Like, the queers were everywhere. And one thing I want to make very clear is that people always say the Bible condemns homosexuality. But the, the Bible condemns um, uh, idolatrous behavior, not necessarily homosexuality, right? right? It condemns pedophilia. Yes. Not. Specifically. Yes. And you know, it wasn't until the King James Version oh, right. that it's brought in that whole thing. And here's the funny thing about that. Mm-hmm. King James, homosexual. Right. You know, hot. And it's like... I love that. I love self-loathing queers. Right. Oh my God, we have so many of them in politics. I'm going to write all this legislation against the queer people because if anyone found out I was queer, mm. oh my God, my life would be over. Yeah. You know, it's like... But King James, when he paid to have the Bible translated into uh, English, Mm -hmm. that was when that whole thing came in. And it was, literally, it was because they left out a couple of words and they they misinterpreted Mm -hmm. some words from uh, Aramaic. Yes. Yes. And King James, uh, he obviously, you know, was like, "Mm, whatever, it's all right. Sure. Because, let's face it, you know, he probably didn't read the Bible. He was just doing because, like most leaders of the time, they were the head of the church. Yeah. And it was like, he needed something for his, but he was queer. Yeah. Um, So when all of you are talking about you got your King James Bible, good for you, you have your queer King Bible. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Um, But it's, and one, one point that needs to be made is that because in ancient times, often it was, there was a normal relationship between mentor and mentee and it was often older man younger boy and there were times in which these relationships were sexual but the whole point was to teach this young man the ways of the world so everything hunting cooking fighting blah 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 blah, um including obviously sex um so that's that's a huge reference to like the bible didn't want you having sex with children you know which i was like well, that's the best thing the bible said thus far um but right. yeah misinterpreted to just no men having sex with men. Yeah, what? because it, technically when, when it was actually properly uh, interpreted from Aramaic was that man should not lie with boy. Yeah. And that is what not man with man, it's man mm. with boy. Yep. You know, and that really was to fight off what you were just talking about, all the stuff that was happening. Specifically, uh, most celebrated in Greek mm-hmm. society where young boys were actually used as a form of birth control. Yep. So when the men still wanted their sex, but they didn't want to get their wife knocked up or she was already knocked up and mm-hmm. they would then be like, well, you know, well, and let's keep, let's keep this in mind. I talk about this often with my partners, how sex wasn't, um, sex or procreation. It wasn't like dudes would rock around like, Oh, I'm going to go get some women. No, men wanted to have sex. They had sex with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause sex with women was for procreation. Often it wasn't, for pleasure. You know what I mean? And men still did, sure. But they also had their buddies that they slept with. This is common. Yeah. Like, this was a commonality through the ancient world. Right. But once uh, that all came into the more European 
oh, yeah. standards of things where that no. was like, oh, gross. Yeah. We can't do that. But it was, it's that mm-hmm. kind of mora- morality that has stuck around. And yeah. like, they brought that to America and they came to America with the whole, you know, freedom of religion. And it was not freedom of religion at all. It was like, we want mm-hmm. to practice the religion we want yeah. to practice and we don't want you to tell us any different. Well, they were but we do want to tell yeah. you that you have to do what we say or you're wrong. Right? They were ran out for being crazy people. Yeah. Europe didn't want them, so they're like, get the fuck out. So come I here. I didn't know until not that long ago that this is the same with Mormons, that mm-hmm. there was uh, Mormon... The Mormon church was established in Europe. Okay. And it was burned out. They literally set their churches on fire to get right. rid of them. And they came to America. Great. Yeah. I wonder if they changed... I mean, did they change their story then? Was, like, Joseph Smith then discovered... You know what I mean? Like, when did that all happen? When did Joseph Smith discover the fucking tablets? And uh, I don't know, because not a Mormon, and... And I, isn't their angel I do, name Moron? I do love Mormon stories, though. Do you? I, I do, because they're hilarious. Like, uh... <laughs> this is so far off topic, but I don't care. The, my favorite is the Baptismal of the Dead. I hate it. <laughs> I love it because it's so outrageously crazy and silly. Yeah. That, you know, they have this huge... It is it is a baptismal font mm-hmm. that is sitting on the back of three golden oxen. Oh, my God. All butt to butt. So, in a little, a little three-way. Some gay shit. So, like so that. that's some gay shit right there. Mm-hmm. And then... So, but there's this big marble font sitting on the back of these oxen. And... So let's say you're going to the Mormon church and you go, you know what? I'm just super sad that Uncle Dave uh, died before he converted to Mormonism. And I tried to, I tried, but he I just tried. wouldn't listen to me. Yeah. And so uh, I want to be baptized for Dave. I hate that. And then where he's, you know, in purgatory waiting to see what's going to happen, right? Yeah. And so once I get baptized, then he will move to the higher level of purgatory where they, were all, where they will offer him education mm. and he will have the choice to, to become a Mormon in the afterlife. And I'm like, no, this is the dumbest thing. Yeah. And when I talked to people about, well, what happens? Cause you know, your whole mission as a Mormon is to a convert other people, mm-hmm. but to have lots of babies so you can create more Mormons. Yeah. And like, well, what happens if you die before you ever are, let's say you're not even old enough yeah. to, well, you, you know, you keep aging after you die and you can get that. married in the afterlife and have baby. What? Well, cause you get your own planet. What? Men get their own planet when they, they die. Do? Yeah. There's some nonsense where when you, <laughs> when you die and like when you get that to the highest level of hell or whatever it is, I'm not sure it's yeah. Mormonism. You win a planet. Um, but men do. So like their, you know, eternal wife and family is with them. I'm not really sure because I'm not a Mormon. You're not? I did. I have a few Mormon friends, as you know. Yeah. Um, I know your friend Sarah's, called Momo because she was uh-huh. a Mormon. That was in high school. Uh, but then, yeah, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, who now lives in Idaho. Hi, Sarah. Love you, Sarah. She is all, was Mormon. I don't know if she technically still is anymore. My point is, I also had another friend when I lived in L.A. And she told me, you know, maybe um, if you die and I'm still alive, do you want me to baptize you? And I said, what? <laughs> Bitch, what? You want to baptize me after I'm dead because you you know I'm going to say no to you this whole time? Like, <laughs> no thanks. She's also the one who would invite me over to her house when missionaries would come over. Because, like, if her dad was out of town, you'd have to have, like, multiple women or a man in the house. Okay. So it was, like, me and her mom and her sister. And we could all be there together because we could overpower these two teenage missionaries. Sure, sure. And I'm like, girl, I don't want to be around these missionaries, first of all. 
young white men can't look me in the eye half the time. So this no, is really not tall at all. Boring. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is really boring ride. And you have to be at least this tall to ride this uh-huh. ride. So sorry about it. And I was like, and why the fuck would you invite me when the missionaries over to your house? To make them nervous. Probably to mess with them. Clearly. I'm like, girl, you think you're going to convert me? <laughs> This is like a good time for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're the one that's going to convert them. Yeah. And they're going to be like, uh, whatever this cool chick is doing, we want to be doing We're that. We're a part of a, a new cult. <laughs> the cult of Annika. The cult of Look, Annika. My dream is to like be a cult leader. be the only people that would Listen, join that cult. Thank you. Um, I've had a number of people say that I'd be a good cult leader. And I feel like, ugh, thank you. That is the kindest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> because that's a dream of mine. I Yeah, I think it's funny that... Um, one of our family members, their in-law, father-in-law, who, you know, old man, just thought you were the coolest mm-hmm. thing and referred to you as a tall drink of water. Yeah. And I'm like, I never really kind of understood that phrase. I do get that it yeah. means, you know, that you're tall and beautiful and, and whatever. Cool. And cool, I guess. <laughs> I'm hydrating. Yeah, cool. You are a cool drink of water. I'm refreshing. Maybe. But I was like, okay. I'm real wet. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, now I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is this open? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are you gonna eat while we're still recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. You Just mad? asking. I mean, you know. Uh huh. I guess that's what I get for. It's America. Okay. I can do what I want. That is true. I have a freedom to do whatever I want, and you can't stop me. Away from jerky in your face. A little disturbed that you're shaking a meat stick (laughs) while you're talking. Girl, don't act like this is the first time a meat stick has been shaking in your face. How (laughs) dare you bring that up? I know, right? In front of all of our closest friends. I know. How embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, so uh, I was going to tell a tale from Mm -hmm. the drag closets. Um... But I think we're you know what no I still will. Since our our topic that we were supposed to talk about, and I know we did some mm-hmm. was pride. Yeah. I would like we to We talked about the queers. We did. We did talk a lot about the queers. Um during Pride oh gosh. As early in my going to Pride years, sure. I I was asked to perform at the, it was when it was in the park blocks, which are much, much smaller than where it is now. But whatever. And they said, can you come perform? Sure. Well, I get there. And this was the days when you still, you know, had your music in your pocket when yeah. you arrived. And I get there and a uh, little boy coordinator was just an officious little white boy. He's mm-hmm. all, I'm sorry, who are you? And I was all, bitch, I'm the entertainment. I'm your worst nightmare, uh, bitch. I was asked to do the show and he's like, by who? <laughs> and I'm all... By the coordinator mm. of the show. You, you might want to check bitch. with her. Mm-hmm. And so he calls her over and she's like, of course, this is Patty Odora. Mm. You know, blah, blah, blah. And that's before I was a legend. Oh my God. I am now. But still, I, I had already been Miss Oregon. I had already been Empress. Oh, shit. You know, so I'm just like, I am somebody. Yeah, bitch. I'm so- people know my name, bitch. Right. So I turn in my music and the guy at the, the that was taking the music, he goes... I'm sorry, what's the name of the song? Because mm-hmm. I told him the song. Because the song I was doing was Johnny, Are You Queer? Mm, my God, yeah. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, it's Johnny, Are You Queer by Josie Cotton. And he was like, it, what? Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm at Pride. Yeah, you dumb bitch. No one's going to be yeah. like, oh my God, 
The drag queen said queer. Everyone's a dumb bitch right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, much to my surprise, Mm -hmm. when I got up on stage and was performing the song Johnny Are You Queer, I had a whole group of white boys in the front just all looking at me like, what is happening What the fuck is that? What is this? So when that song was first released in 19... I want to say 82 or 83. Okay. It was banned from the radio. Oh my god, how funny. Which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, her albums were then banned, Josie Cotton. Oh my god. And several people, I think it was in, you know, going back to the Mormons, it was in uh, Salt Lake that they actually burned her <laughs> records. Thank you for buying them. And I'm like, yay Josie. So, I mean, obviously since then I've done it multiple times because it's a cool song. Yeah. And Josie was a cool chick. Yeah, I love that. So shout out to Josie. Yeah. Uh, and I will be... At Pride this weekend. Oh my god, so will I. Mm-hmm. Uh, except I will be emceeing the parade. That's rude. Why don't I get to help? <laughs> like, can, I have my own show. Me, you can bring me drinks. That would be help. Bitch, you... Oh, you th- didn't say, can I be the help? <gasps> I swear to god. <laughs> yeah, go to Pride, bitch. I'm gonna set your little pedestal on fire, huh? Wow. Oh, I'll just be sitting Arson. in my camp chair. <laughs> Arson. <laughs> I mean, we have been downgraded from our normal mm-hmm. uh, sitting on a pedestal there, I above the pallets. crowd. We will now be at crowd level. Ew, that is not I fun. No, I want to be on a dais. Whoever's doing this, do better, because I hate that. I want to be on a dais looking down on people, because I that's where like I feel most that's comfortable. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> You can do, but we will be at the corner of Cooch, and yes, it is pronounced Cooch, uh-huh. and Broadway. Mm. I'll be there with Maria Peters Lake. Thank you, Maria, for asking me to be your co-host because uh, Pride Northwest reached out to Maria and they said, "Well, and who do you want to be your co-host?" And she goes, uh, "Patty Odora," because we did it for like a hundred years in front of the embers. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be back in all of our glory, Cooch uh, and Broadway, Cooch and Broadway. And the parade, I believe, starts at 11, but I'll be there at 10 if you want to come for autographs or mm-hmm. photos. <laughs> or to throw a can of paint. <laughs> <gasps> I won't be wearing fur, so don't throw I don't care. Do it anyway. <laughs> I will be wearing a dress that is the size of a float. Oh, my God. So I will fit right into the theme of the event. So, But with that, we have come to the end of our show, and I do want to say, Next again, uh, download a podcasting app. Anyone. Anyone. All of them. Uh, or all of them or all of them everyone even the ones we've never heard of Mm -hmm. and that's probably not accurate but you know we're on the big ones and uh, subscribe Mm -hmm. yep like tell a friend Mm -hmm. and yeah give us a good review yeah email us now I'm gonna tell you I have looked on all the podcasting apps for the places where you're supposed to do reviews and I can't find that yeah but you can give it like thumbs up or a star or whatever whatever, so do that or whatever also like email us um, give us ideas for shows email us at it would seem as Though at <laughs> gmail.com. Sorry, I forgot. I had a glitch in my matrix. But I like hate when send that me happens. send me hate mail. Send me ideas for shows. Send me embarrassing stories. You know. Yeah. Or and I one or of my don't. favorite pods that I listen to every week is uh Very That with mm. Delta and Raja. Love that. And one of the things they say is, you know, if you have pictures of us from back in the day, send those. No doubt. Now, girl, I imagine there are some pictures out there that I've never seen, and probably some that I don't ever mm-hmm. want to see. Mm-hmm. But send them along. Don't. We'll look at. <laughs> Just them. kidding. I guess it's fine. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. It was seamless though.